But to do that, we have to be willing to do something previous administrations and Republicans today refuse to do. We need to make sure corporations and the super wealthy begin to pay their fair share. Here's one example. Right now, billionaires, and there's not a whole lot of them in the country, maybe I, I won't give a number because I don't know for sure, they, uh, they average less than 1%. But my point is billionaires pay an average rate of only 8% on their total income. A family led by a firefighter and a teacher can pay double that income tax rate, double what, it, what a billionaire pays. Double. So, uh, what the hell? What's 8% of a billion? That's a lot of money. 8% of a billion is a lot of money. Welcome to the Thunderdome. No, it's Friday. It's good to be with you guys today. Oh, we made it to the end of the week. I tell you what, I'm your lovable little cynic and contrarian and your breathing, living Daria, Dana Lash. Good to be with you. And that was the president that you just heard. He spoke a little bit ago. I made note about this. I thought it was funny because he, he actually, in his remarks, he stepped all over his point. Now, when you listen to his statement, I know everyone was reacting to, you know, the first and the foremost of what he was saying, but he was really stepping all over his whole point. He's like, well, there's only like X amount of, you know, the billionaires and all this stuff, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, okay, so you're admitting that there's not a lot of billionaires. And then, and then you're saying that you really, you're, th- what did he say? What was the end of something like something billion dollars that you're, they're going to get out of them? Well, currently they're paying 8%, but somehow that 16% of a firefighter teacher's salary is less than 8% of yeah, a billionaire's Yeah, but did you, salary. did you hear the amount of money that he said that they were going to get? He's like, if we do this tax, then we're going to get the, um, the and, I, and you'll have to forgive me because I was like literally getting ready to come in the studio when he was saying this. He, something like 60 something billion i can't remember how much he said it was it was 60 something billion and i thought i know only in dc can you say this and people not gasp but that's not a lot of money in dc terms i know we've all done the math and we've talked about it before a million times on this radio program how you could tax all of the richest people in the in the country and you're still not even going to get up to even 5% of what you know, the deficit, because it's government spending that's the problem, not people keeping more of their own money. But this was just stupid. It was stupid, and then he stepped all over his, his point with, well, there's really not a lot of billionaires. Okay, so then why did, why is his, his spending, he spends more than billionaires make. That's the big point that nobody wants to, I mean, at least in Democrats, nobody wants to acknowledge. Joe Biden spends a hell of a lot more than any of these, than any of these billionaires make. But yet it's the billionaire's fault because Joe, Joe Biden spends their money too damn fast. So it's the billionaire's fault, which doesn't make any sense at all. But there you have it. His uh, jobs numbers doesn't look good, although he I love how he says that. What is he? What America's we're back and making money something. What the hell did he say? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that mean what it means is clear. What is very clear. Is it America clear is back it? to work? And that's good. Wait, news. I'm sorry. I was talking over it, but I just caught that. America are back to work? Yeah, it's uh, plural. Uh, dictators? What it means is clear. It's very clear. America are back to work. Oh, okay. America are back to work. 
You all are, you all is back to work. America are back to work. Something funny about that is like I put the cut sheet for you guys to send every day to read it. And Google's like, are you sure this is how you spell it? I was like, yep. I love it. I love it so much. This is what the president said. How dare you? Uh, Well, President McUnity dictators. Um, Very clear America are back to work. But the jobs number isn't that the jobs numbers aren't that great. And especially with inflation, and then you're going to see the supply chain is not going to be helped because everything is getting, uh, uh, everything is expensive. Basic living is expensive. And this whole, well, this is Putin's gas, this is Putin's gas uh, price hike. That's not, it hasn't worked. Polling is showing that that weak read that Democrats were grabbing on, obviously you guys know this, but I'm sure it actually came as a surprise to Democrats when polling showed that it's not working. People don't believe that. They know. You can't sit here and say, well, Vladimir Putin did this. This is Vladimir Putin's price hike when people are paying, you know, double for a cheese. Jeez. So, big time, just not, it's not working. He can sort of get up there and say as much as he wants about America are back to work, but it's not happening. All right. So, in addition to that not happening, Hang on, I have a, I, there's, there's a, a bunch of, I want to get into the oil and gas, but I'm immediately going to just uh, race over to this January 6th thing because I was watching, Demo- I was watching media people. I actually have this, I think, way on down in the show for some reason in media. So do you remember there was like a missing portion of the call log from the White House in, on January 6th? Do you remember this whole thing? Oh, yeah. And... If you would listen to the news reports, I don't know. I heard a couple of different things about it. Came what were it's like like Trump? Oh yeah, there's like stole seven it out hours. of the. He stole the tech out of the ether. Yep, the digital record out of the ether. Seven hours. It's it puts Flushed the it water the puts the Watergate eighteen minutes to shame. Oh my gosh, they were like worse than Watergate. Can I just read for you what came out last night? I so this is my first week having my surgery, medically necessary surgery. So I have stitches. And I legit saw this tweet last night and I had to suppress my chuckle. And I'm actually, I'm legit sore today because I laughed at this. And you're supposed to hold like a pillow, you know, to your, to your person whenever you're, you know, because your stitches and all that and you're laughing. And I'm holding a pillow and I'm, I'm laughing and I'm like, this hurts, but I can't quit. Let me read you what this tweet is. It's from 921 PM last night. And this is Jamie Gangle from CNN. Quote, CNN breaking the six pages of White House switchboard logs for 1-1-6 are complete based on an official review of White House records, according to a source familiar with the matter. There are no missing pages and the seven-hour gap is explained by use of White House landlines and cell phones. Um, so never mind... That's wow. I've I, I haven't talked about all the J6 stuff every day because a lot of times there's no developments that particular day or it's just stuff we've already talked about. and It's bores the hell out of me. Not that it's not an important story. I just now this. This is significant. I mean, we all knew this anyway. It's not like I'm telling you something. We all there was no. I mean, there have been FBI reports. There's no collusion. There was no anything. But to finally watch the media. There's this, I know the Bible says you're not supposed to get all shot in Florida. 
Um, guys, I'm getting a little shot in Freud though. Because this is silly. So during all of what, what happened, because see, Trump was at the ellipse, and then seven blocks away, people were people decided to like walk down. People act like Trump was on a mobile platform and that they were wheeling him down Constitutional Avenue and he had a bullhorn and he was telling people, break in, charge. They were that's how they report this. <clears throat> he was at the ellipse, which is right right in front of the White House, in between the Washington Monument and the White House. Nowhere you can't see at all the Capitol complex because it's blocks away down. If you're if you're facing the Washington Monument from the White House, you're there at the ellipse like he was. The Capitol complex is all the way to the left, blocks and blocks away. You can't see it. I've been there a trillion times. I've spoken at events there. I've attended events there. I have been there. I've done media coverage there. I can find my way around blindfolded. It is. You can't see it. Even with all the leaves off the trees, you can't see it. Because there's also a million Smithsonian museums that are massive, huge. I'm trying to think what, I mean, they're like airport terminals. And imagine like seven or eight of them on one side all in a row. I mean, you, it's, there's no way he was even aware of it. There was no way anybody there. And, and just real quick, and I'm going to come back to this. I've, ma- I've made mention of this before. Do you remember how I was telling you that one of my friends who works for a video service and gets video for... Uh, like digital uh, Associated Press, Reuters, things like that. He was there literally just getting B-roll for people to use in their news coverage of the Trump uh, address there at the Ellipse. And it wasn't until his wife, because they had food trucks that were pulling up and, you know, people, even when Trump, his speech concluded, nobody knew what was happening. It wasn't until his wife blew up his phone. Like, are you okay? I read that there's a riot at the Capitol. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, aren't you at the Capitol? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm at the Ellipse. I'm by the White House. He had to literally, he had to get his stuff pack it in the vehicle because they had too much him and the other people he was with they had too much gear to carry to run those seven like eight blocks they had to go and get their vehicle and literally drive all the way over to the capitol complex and then by the time they got there apparently everything was mostly done no joke he was like i've never felt dumber in my life like i'm literally there to get this stuff but he didn't know that's just to tell you people had no i people had no idea And so while all that was going on, there were no calls that were showing up to and from Trump during the time. This is why everyone was like, oh, there's this mysterious seven hour gap. And during that period, no, there were not calls to or from Trump that time. And so progressives were positive that he had to have made some calls because, and they were absolutely convinced that he had to make some calls to like uh, Mike Pence because they're like, oh, he was trying to stop the whole election, trying to stop all of this stuff. I mean, the Washington Post literally had a piece. Uh, let me pull this up. The, here's the headline. What explains the, the suspicious gap in Trump's call log? They had to update that story. So it came back up on my feet because they had to update it. So they had all I mean, they did they had all of these they were they were all like, oh, this is this is it. And then when they they thought that they they kept thinking that they had like missing portions of the call log. But then this is what happened. It was because of a technicality. They kept thinking that Trump was using burner phones. That's why burner phones was uh, trended. What was it last week? I think. Yeah. So they said it was all complete. 
everything was complete from the switchboard to the official White House records. And because the president, the call logs for the president of the United States are originated there. They, they come out of the White House switchboard. This is like a system that's been around for since Kennedy days. And before you have cell phones and before you have, you know, Skype and and Zoom and all that stuff. So the log logs the calls that go through the switchboard. Trump doesn't use he doesn't really use the landline. And they so they have all the records. There were no mysterious calls. There was nothing. All the stuff that they said Trump was doing, it literally never happened. And now the media needs to eat this. They need to just choke it down. This is so crazy. That, that I mean, this is geez, this is one of the most ridiculous things ever. If you're listening to my show, then I know that you believe it's your right to keep and bear arms. More than 100 million Americans identify as firearm owners, and in 2021, there were more than 3 million new gun owners in the United States. Silencer Shop is the number one source for suppressors in the U.S. They're a Texas-based company founded in 2010 with a focus on outstanding customer service. Dedication to customers are just one of the reasons that they're ranked 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and that's over 25,000 thousand reviews. They had one core belief that guns don't have to be loud. The silencer shop kiosk makes the NFA process easy for your suppressor, SBR, or any NFA item that you'd form for. By tapping into silencer shop for your ATF eForm 4, you'll get your can in your hands faster than ever and expect to get it within 90 days. Check out YouTube and Instagram at silencer shop or visit silencershop.com and you'll experience silencer ownership simplified. Don't forget to check out their apparel as well. That's silencer shop.com and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech all right so skippy recalled 80 tons of peanut butter due to possible steel pieces inside so it's just extra crunchy with more iron apparently right so skippy is recalling tens of thousands of jars of peanut butter in 18 states including new york new jersey and connecticut over concerns that they might be contaminated with fragments of stainless steel from a piece of manufacturing equipment so instead of saying turn a punch bowl can i just say steel in my peanut butter i think i'm going to say that it sounds about right the recall affects 9,353 cases or 161,692 pounds of skippy's reduced fat creamy peanut butter spread the reduced fat chunky peanut butter spread and the creamy peanut butter blended with plant protein says hormel who owns the skippy so the skippy peanut butter i just wanted to say the skippy so be careful but it is it's like extra iron you know jen saki is going to leave the white house this spring for a gig i heard it was uh yeah msnbc of course she is this is what they all do they stay long enough because they can't get contributor deals they cannot nab a contributor deal until they've been in the White House press office. And usually, because everybody wants to be a cable news contributor, right? So they have to run this gamut. And the fastest way to becoming a contributor is to go and be what Jen Psaki was and then go to your cable network of choice to be a contributor. The stories I could tell, and one day will, in a tell-all book that will burn things down. But anyway, Jen Psaki is going to be uh, joining MSNBC. That's not, it's not unusual that she's leaving. It's usually, it's pretty. A, it's a pretty high-pressure position. Not and it's it's normal. I mean, I think George W. Bush he went through three or four of them, you know, before he ended up uh, before while he was in the White House. So this isn't 
this isn't you know completely abnormal. So she's going to be going to MSNBC. And Australia is sending armored vehicles to Ukraine. So coming up, Disney isn't the happiest place on earth. It sounds like a wretched cesspit of bitchery and predatory behavior. We're going to talk about that more coming up. If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features include fire fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. keltecweapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. A lot of these issues are not necessarily political. It's about right and wrong. So I happen to feel, and I tweeted an opinion about the don't say gay bill in Florida. To me, it wasn't politics. It was what is right and what is wrong. And that just seemed wrong. It seemed potentially harmful to kids. When you're dealing with right and wrong, or when you're dealing with something that does have a profound impact on your business, then I just think you have, you'd have to do what is right and not worry about the potential backlash. So that's, what's his face again? Bob Iger? Yeah, Bob Iger. He's the CEO of Disney. No, he's the bald CEO, right? Because there's a couple different ones. You got, well, no, Bob Chapek is the, is the uh, bald chubby guy, right? I don't know. Whatever. I don't dislike bald people. I just dislike that if they work for Disney and they're the executives. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Dana Lance here with you. So can I just sidebar just something that was happening during the break? So I didn't know that there were still like actual people with the name Disney running around because I don't pay attention to stupid stuff. And there's this chick named Abigail Disney. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of her? She's... <clears throat> Hang on. She is the grandniece of Walt Disney. <clears throat> the grandniece of Walt Disney. And apparently she represents the meanest place on earth. Disney. She was going off on Chris Rufo, who is the guy that all of that video was linked to. And I want to read, she went off on this. I'm not going to read all of it because she, she's a total Karen. And she's also one of these people who's like, I'm a film whatever. You're only where you are because your last name is Disney. Shut up. And she said she went after Chris Rufo, called him all kinds of names, and was going on and on, screaming at him, calling out, mocking parents, who were concerned about their kids, doing all this stuff, uh, saying that, here it is. She says, this is a monster of corporate media's creation. Until now, they've managed to dodge the worst of it by feigning neutrality. 
But now if they want to emerge in one piece, they have to stand tall for authenticity and a bunch of stuff that this chick isn't joy and all those whatever. Uh, she says Disney has everything it needs to fight this threat. Only it will, uh, if only it will have the courage to weather the slings and arrows and threats and name calling. Nobody has threatened Disney, you hysterical Karen. I love that. That when when you finally stand up to these grooming bullies, they freak out and they're like, "You're threatening me!" No, you're freaking. Oh my gosh. So she says, yeah, guys like Rufo can try, but Disney is so much bigger and it means so much more to the American people than this little punk can ever hope to mean end. She, I lo- she basically just said corporations are greater than people. That's literally, literally just said, cor- she literally just says that. <sighs> so uh, I just want to know why Disney is freaking out so bad. Right? I have the Rufo audio. I think she was replying to. Well, I don't need to play it, but okay. I mean, this is just like his on. I didn't know if that gave us some insight on why she was so yeah you know, adamant about it. So there were a co- there are a couple of other stories that are related to this because I just think it's weird that a corporation is insisting to have more market share in the mind of your child than the parent. I I. I Disney's jumped the shark and has done did this a long time ago. But there's this child predator problem that they have. There was a great piece at City Journal. This will go out uh, in an in a email later for subscribers. So this piece over at City Journal said, that I, and, and this is the Chris Rufo piece, it says, Instead of promoting gender ideology, the company would be better served by addressing a long-standing history among its employees. I'll read this to you. It says, behind the meticulously curated self-image, because it begins by saying Walt Disney has long presented itself as the voice for America's children, etc., etc. But behind its meticulously curated self-image, Disney has a long-standing problem with child predators gaining employment within the company and exploiting minors. In 2014, reporters at CNN published a bombshell six-month investigation that discovered at least 35 Disney employees had been arrested for sex crimes against children, attempting to meet minors for sex and possession of child pornography over the previous eight years. The stories are horrifying. In one case, police set up a sting operation that nabbed three Disney employees who believed they were soliciting sex from minors. Robert Kingsolver, who oversaw ride repairs at Disney World, enticed someone he thought was a 14-year-old girl for sex in a private residence. Joel Torres, another Disney employee, allegedly bought condoms with him to have sex with a 14-year-old child. And Alan Treister, a concierge at the park's Animal Kingdom Lodge, went on to meet a 14-year-old boy to, quote, fulfill a fantasy of being a big teddy bear for a younger chaser, end quote. In all three cases, the men were met and arrested by police who had set up a trap to catch child predators in the Orlando region. Other Disney employees were found to have committed child sex crimes using the Internet. There's all kinds of, oh my gosh, all kinds of horrible stuff in here. And then here's the question, why Disney? Rufo adds that Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd, who oversaw some of these investigations, explained why child predators would choose the Magic Kingdom as a place of employment. And this is a horrifying quote. Listen to this. Judd said, quote, 
Wherever you find children, you'll find sexual predators. Most employees work at Disney because they want a good, stable job for a great company, but there are always a few that are there because they can see children. They can live in a child's world, end quote. Now, what's interesting in this piece, and Rufo notes this, is that the uh, Disney repairman, King Solver, the guy who thought he was arranging intercourse with a minor female, he used the Disney brand to build trust. He wrote, quote, I work for Disney, so I love to see dads having fun with their daughters. I believe in treating a lady like a princess. Kane's dying. I mean, every single one of them used the Disney name to, to build this, right? They, they were building this, this whole thing. Now, Disney claims that they have extensive measures in place, right, Rufo, to provide a safe environment for children, but there are reasons to doubt it. Even after the CNN report, Disney has seen a steady stream of employees caught in the dragnet for child predators. In 2019 alone, a Disney Cruise youth host was arrested for molesting a 10-year-old boy on the ship's Oceaneer Kids Lab. And later that year, arrested another Disney Cruise employee for raping a girl over 100 times beginning when she was 11. Now, three Disney employees since that time have been arrested for solicitation with minors. Two have been arrested on 40 total counts of child pornography. Four more were arrested earlier this month in a sting operation targeting human trafficking, child predators, and prostitution. And here's the other part. Disney fails to report abuse, according to this piece. It says, even with that crystal clean image, in 2014, after a crew member on the Disney Dream cruise ship was caught on security cameras molesting an 11-year-old girl, Disney authorities failed to report the crime. They waited until the ship had left port, which allowed the man to evade arrest. When one security officer protested, Disney authorities allegedly told her, and that's via Click Orlando, quote, keep your mouth shut about the crime. Moreover, according to and the, uh, advocates associated with the International Cruise Victims Association, and this is uh, uh, com. Disney's trade association lobbyists had worked to oppose and then water down federal legislation that would have required stringent safety and reporting protocols for, for sexual abuse on cruise ships. It seems as though Disney has a problem. It's not the happiest place on earth. It's the perviest place on earth. It's the bitchiest place on earth, the meanest place on earth, the bulliest place on earth. And it is just so odd to see what Walt Disney created, destroyed a couple of generations later by someone who lives off the credit of Walt Disney's innovations, but doesn't do any, they don't do anything themselves to actually contribute to it or add to that brain trust. You have the ultimate white female Karen screaming about Chris Rufo, talking about how corporations are greater than people, and that Disney, a corporation, has a right to teach strangers children ages four to eight about sex because apparently that is more valuable than math or reading. And they purposefully and deliberately and maliciously misrepresent the parental rights and education bill, which is actually about strengthening parental rights in school after all the school board stuff. They lie about it, acting as though they are the ones who are persecuted when the entire time they're hiding the lighted pitch the torch and pitchfork behind their back disney has problems and it's all of their own creation now 
Ron DeSantis is not even, I love how they go, we've rattled Ron DeSantis, and Ron DeSantis is like, yeah, I'm signing this anyway. It's funny. So Walt Disney got a rude awakening the other day. The state legislature and Governor Ron DeSantis are publicly floating the idea of repealing a state law that allows Disney to govern itself on Disney grounds in response to their opposition and misleading statement. They've absolutely lied about the law. And they have impugned the characters of all of these people who are just simply supporting parental rights. Just case in point, there are a lot of Democrats who support this bill. That is already law. They support it because these are a lot of the same Democrats that were there right beside Republicans at a lot of these school board meetings. And this is where the far left realizes, holy crap, now this is bad. They've got to try to figure out a way to put a wedge between that right and left union. And they think by exploiting kids further is the way to do it. DeSantis said that he doesn't consider it to be retaliating against Disney, but he goes, quote, what I would say is a matter of first principles. I don't support special privileges in law just because a company is powerful and they've been able to wield a lot of power. I hope they actually do this. I hope that this law is repealed and Disney is no longer allowed to uh, govern itself on its because they have a lot of land there. And the reason that I hope that is because of the story that I just read to you that was in City Journal by Chris Rufo, the amount of of hiding criminal activity that involves children and the uh, uh, trafficking and exploitation of children. I just don't trust Disney as a corporation to adjudicate its own issues on ground, particularly when they have such apparently so many cases of child molestation and predation. And in many of these instances, according to sources that told Click Orlando, Uh, They just they didn't even want to report it and they allowed people to evade arrest. That seems to me that Disney's forfeited their right to be able to govern themselves on this on property. And so I hope it absolutely is repealed. And I hope that a corporation that has apparently turned a blind eye to this kind of stuff in the past. I just think that that immediately invalidates And excludes them from any conversations regarding anyone else's children. I got rid of Disney Plus in my house. I don't do boycotts, but I don't think you should take your kids to Disney. Do you know everything that's going on at Disney? I mean, because if you take your kids to Disney and if you spend your money on Disney products, you're basically casting your dollars against all of this stuff. You're standing with Disney against parents and children. You absolutely are, and I hope you're convicted and you're hard for it. So you, a lot of people, I don't care. If I had vacation plans there, I'd cancel them. I wouldn't go to Disney. There's so many other places and things to do in Florida that you don't need. You don't need that. You know what really also gets me, Kane? You remember that South Park episode with Mickey Mouse? Oh, yeah. That literally turned out to be true. Yeah. Mickey Mouse now is the Mickey Mouse from South Park. Crazy. If you're listening to my show, then I know that you believe it's your right to keep and bear arms. More than 100 million Americans identify as firearm owners, and in 2021, there were more than 3 million new gun owners in the United States. Silencer Shop is the number one source for suppressors in the U.S. They're a Texas-based company founded in 2010 with a focus on outstanding customer service. Dedication to customers are just one of the reasons that they're ranked 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and that's over 25,000 
thousand reviews. They had one core belief that guns don't have to be loud. The silencer shop kiosk makes the NFA process easy for your suppressor, SBR, or any NFA item that you'd form for. By tapping into silencer shop for your ATF eForm 4, you'll get your can in your hands faster than ever and expect to get it within 90 days. Check out YouTube and Instagram at silencer shop or visit silencershop.com and you'll experience silencer ownership simplified. Don't forget to check out their apparel as well. That's silencershop.com. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. Make sure you go sign up for Chapter and Verse over at Substack. A lot of good stuff that goes out there. So I just saw this. CDC has announced, this is a little bit ago, CDC announced Title 42 will be terminated on May 23rd. They said following a public health determination, the CDC director is terminating the order. The implementation of the termination of the order will be on May 23rd, 2022. This is so ridiculously political. Oh, my gosh. So political. And they've, so that's, oh, man, gird the loins. It's going to be really bad at the border. I feel so bad for our Border Patrol. Because that was, like, one of the last things that they had as a way to um, be able to control what was coming across. It's so bad. Oh, it's going to be so bad. I feel so bad for these guys. Hot down there. And they have so much land that they have to traverse um, it, during their shift. It's it's just, oh, gosh. So the, the deluge is going to happen. There's already one caravan on their way. What gets me is that um, Democrats know this. They see, oh, Kane, you bring up a big point. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Kane brought up, what you just say it. You say it because you said this. We need more horses with whips. You mean the reins? Right. But see, you can't have that because if you had, if you had horse, even though that's like the best way to get around some of that area right there quickly, you, if you have horses with reins, then that's going to upset people who don't know what horses and reins are. So maybe I had suggested segways, but then if they get in the river, will that electrocute people? And then it'll be like the border patrols electrocuting migrants. And oh my gosh, right? We need like a Reno nine one one situation. Like a, 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 a doc or a show about the border. That's But the, the crazy thing is, is that you, you wouldn't have to actually write anything. You could just reenact actual things that have happened down there because, because of this government. You have good people who are trying so hard to do everything that they can to maintain law and order and a government that works against them. It's so unbelievable. We'll talk more about this here coming up. Also, the AOC brand has taken a major hit. Wait until I share this with you. It's... I mean, oh boy, the White House has denied Hunter Biden committed any crimes and they've dodged a question, the questions about pardoning Biden's statement on transgender surgery for minors. He supports it. We've got that and a ton of other stuff. You don't want to miss the Friday edition of the show. Stay with us. The end of 2021 saw inflation rise by almost 7% in just one month. And that means in 30 days, your dollar became 93 cents. This year, the stock market has been dangerously volatile. Gold provides a hedge against inflation, which is why you should trust legacy precious metals for investing in gold and silver. Inflation isn't slowing down. It's escalating. Trust legacy precious metals to give you unbiased counsel based on your personal situation. It's time to be proactive and take steps to protect yourself. Legacy precious metals 
professionals will advise you on all of your options, whether that's rolling your existing retirement account into a gold IRA or whether that's holding physical metals directly in your home. Speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. The number is 866-580-2088 or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Protect your family's wealth with Legacy Precious Metals. Call 866-580-2088 or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. It just seems so depressingly insane that we are here in 2022 and it's like, let's drill, baby, drill. Let's get more oil on those markets. This is the solution. And it's like, it's always the next cigarette is the one we're going to give up. But for now, we need to buy another carton. Why should I not be depressed? It's... Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it, Chris. Believe me, I think a lot of us came into this hoping that we would be focusing solely on clean energy solutions, renewable, making that transition. It's not clean energy, though. We've had this conversation six ways to Sunday. That's Chris Hayes on MSNBC talking to Jennifer Granholm, the U.S. energy. But I don't know what the hell she does. She doesn't know what the hell she does. I'm not going to elucidate it. It's Friday. It's your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here. We're here with you. To be a cynic and ridicule everything. The uh, it's not clean energy though. We've we've explained this. They're just they're it's it's nothing but an income redistribution scheme. That's all it is. I'm just I'm 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 done even entertaining the idea of of all of this. Golly. Uh, so the we talked about yesterday about the oil the oil release. Something that Biden Biden thinks that he's blaming oil companies. He wants Congress to step in. He wants Congress to go. So they'll get this. So I have two different headlines here. Hang on. Let me pull this up for you. He's got uh, Biden wants Congress to step in. He's blaming oil companies. And he's also call, he's calling for this use it or lose it provision for drillers on federal land. Chimney. Yeah, listen to this. To help execute this first part of my plan, I'm calling for a use it or lose it policy. Congress should make companies pay fees on wells on federal leases they haven't used in years and acres of public land they're hoarding without production. Companies that are already producing from these wells won't be affected. But those sitting on unused leases and idle wells will either have to start producing or pay the price for their inaction. Holy hell. Where to start with this? So number one, the first thing, and here's his, here's his, the statement from the White House. It says companies that are producing from their leased acres and existing wells will not face higher fees, but companies that continue to sit on non-producing acres will have to choose whether to start producing or pay a fee for each idled well and unused acre. So the government, but here's the problem with this because he is a moron and the people who write this are morons. As we told, they're they're doing this just to try to shore up that stupid narrative that they had, where well you know we have seven thousand whatever leases. Do you realize again, because this has to be baby explained to these people, you you must realize that just because someone has leased acreage, it doesn't mean that you can immediately just put the tap it and start the kegger. That is the oil. That's not how this works. You have to go through so much stuff. You have to go through so many federal hoops. It is insane. I mean, 
here's the thing. The administration, if they got out of the way, this wouldn't even be such an issue. You have Bureau of Land Management. You have EPA. You have 100,000 producing wells on federal lands. You have 9,000 permits. 9,000 permits currently right now awaiting the process, approval for the process to begin exploration or future production. That's still a small fraction of the overall well count, but that's a lot of permits. These, they're not like, like I said, it's not like tapping a kegger. It's that's people act like that's, you know, what it is. It takes months and months and months for new, for wells, new wells to start producing. Months. It can take, so from some of these oil fields to go from the point of discovery to production, it can take as much as five years. That has not, and and part of that, actually, all of it is because of the regulatory and the legal hurdles that they all have to jump through throughout that entire process. So, so here's an example. This is from my notes. You have 4,621 permits to drill right now awaiting approval by the Department of Interior's Bureau of Land Management, the original BLM. Thousands of leases are held up in litigation by environmental groups. This is, these are the people that Biden's talking about. The federal government is literally holding, holding up the process for these leases while simultaneously threatening them. Well, if you're not going to produce, then we're just going to pull your lease. Well, you're the one who's making it to where they can't produce. They, they try to sit here and say, here's a piece. Let me pull this up. This is it's Bloomberg, but still it's a piece from Bloomberg. And it talks, the headline is, Biden wants U.S. oil to drill more. Uh, this is why there's, there's holdback. And the reason being is because they, even though they're trying to somehow stigmatize the industry and show them as being, uh, they're stockpiling all of these permits that they're not using. Here's the from this piece. A greater share of federal leases are producing oil and gas at any other time in the past two decades. Now, here's the thing. The red tape that they have to go through. The reg, uh, the for onshore federal leases that produce oil and gas, the administration has slowed the pace to a snail's pace for drilling permit approvals. Now, get this. And this is according to the, our own Department of Energy. The amount of permits approved by Bureau of Land Management for natural gas and oil wells just in January of this year plunged 85% compared to all approvals in April of 2020. Plunged by 85%. So again, the administration is actively drawing out, dragging out, slowing, if not entirely stopping the process from discovery to production while simultaneously threatening these companies for being unable to actually obtain oil and gas because the federal government is making it to where they can't. 
And you also have to realize, too, that oil and gas since the pandemic, because nobody traveled, air travel collapsed, everything collapsed. They're still coming back from that, and they're still dealing with labor shortages, and you still have supply chain issues. So here's a piece that I have right here. Uh, This actually, can believe it or not, it comes from factcheck.org. It's been one of the first times I've ever used factcheck.org. There's been a reduction in industry capital expenditures of about 25%, but The negative signals sent by investors related to oil and gas development are, that's that's the responsible party. Time Magazine, signaling fossil fuels aren't the future. It's impacting the, it's impacting investment into oil and gas. While at the same time, the administration says that they're purposely hurting this industry and trying to lie to everyone and act like that's just a change in market behavior and consumption, but it's not. They're signaling to the industry to torpedo the, the, the success of the industry while withholding approval, dragging out the process of leases, and then holding that up and saying, well, look at them. They're just sitting on it because they're rich oil barons. Now they're threatening them. Look at them. They're puffing themselves all up. This is this, the Biden administration is an administration of thugs. This is thuggery. Unbelievable. And oil and gas has been, they've been trying to do everything that they can in spite of all of this. Kane? I have uh, audio from Biden himself. And I, I know that, uh, you know, the hypocrisy is crazy, but. I think we have to hear this. I mean, it's for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill. Period. Ends. Number one. Mm. That's him on the campaign trail. And he proved those policies to be true when he yanked um, all of those protections that they were enjoying under the Trump administration and the incentives. Yeah. But you're right. He is causing the problem that he's now. People should be protesting over this. Legit. There should be actual protests over this. And the fact that there isn't, it's because people don't know. You have the administration that is actually trying to hurt an industry. And then they're blaming the industry. They're saying that they're the industry's inability to actually do what they need to do is because of their selfishness when really it's because this administration is thwarting them at every turn. This is some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. And they're using this. They want to make, they want to, I mean, they, they want to make you broke and they want to make, they want you to despair and they want you to solely be dependent upon the government. This is one of the most shameful things I've seen in a while, except for uh, what happened in 2016. And then, of course, uh, with the pandemic and everything else. I mean, so, you know, it's three for three with Democrats right now. All right. So additionally, we're going to have gender neutral airport scanners. Did you guys see all this stuff? Jiminy Christmas. Can you imagine pushing something like this in the days after 9-11? The White House is rolling out a series of actions to support alphabet nation they're 
airport checks are going to they're going to move past the past the current gender based system. I don't know what that means. What does that even mean? So he's got these measures that he's rolling out and there's an effort by Homeland Security to make airport screenings more gender neutral. That's the dumbest thing I've heard. Uh, they said to host a new, you know, blah, 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 blah. they have you can pick X out as your gender. Think about this in the days of uh, 9-11. Can you tell us about the atta- the uh, hijackers? Well, they're people. Yeah, and? Well, they're uh, people who hijacked a plane. So there. The Transportation Security Administration also said they're going to overhaul with more accurate technology to screen travels. They're going to have... Uh, uh, sensitive area screening assistance. We're going to talk a little bit about this more after we have headlines coming up. Unbelievable. The midterms are just seven months away. What are the biggest factors favoring Republicans this year? What are the potential pitfalls that could prevent a return to the majority? And what wild cards could surprise us all? I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me and fellow podcaster and reporter Byron York as we break it all down. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, first, I just saw, I, did, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you know that apparently DeSantis has a uh, new campaign song that, I mean, let pull this up. I just saw this and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to talk about this at, or move on it anymore. Apparently, I just read, I just saw this fly past my eyes. DeSantis has a uh, campaign song and uh, the Van Zandt brothers, they did Sweet Florida. Highlighting DeSantis's efforts to keep Florida free. Johnny Van Zant. Johnny Van Zant, Donnie Van Zant wrote this. That's so cool. I didn't even know it's so cool. How awesome. And of course, Daily Beast gets really mad and they're like, it's a propaganda song, dude. Bow down to the kings that are the Van Zant brothers. Bow blanking down. I'm not even gonna dude. Not even gonna do that. Sit thy took us down not even gonna do it this is when <clears throat> look this is when you put your drink down at the wedding reception and you go out you know how like when you play free bird at concerts and how you'll play sweet home alabama at family reunions and then at wedding receptions you'd play like uh, uh shook me all night long this when uh, you're insulting fans or anything related to skinner that's when drinks are sat on tables and you go out back to fight so i'm just saying i'm fighting words it's fighting words all right let's get to the whole point of the segment This is a major own. New York Post says a woman busted her boyfriend at a strip club, hopped on stage and made $100 in tips right after she dumped him publicly. She, it happened. Missy Peterson. She followed him to a strip club because apparently he had been cheating on her. And um, she hopped up on stage, dumped him, and got $100 in tips after it. She said her deceitful ex, she didn't reveal his name, but he was cheating on her like mad. She found out and then got even with him. So I'm not saying I like, you know, I'm not, I just think that's actually a funny story. Good heavens. Raven Simone once a don't say straight bill. Who? 
Oh, she was. I liked her when she was little and didn't have any lines in Cosby. She's another crazy Disney. Result. Yeah, and she like they have this video of her on TikTok, and part of her, her eyebrows wiped off. Did you see, Kane? I need you to see this because it's not just me who's looking at it. So she's she went out and she said there should be a don't say straight bill. It's weird because there's not like a don't say gay bill at all. So I don't know what she's talking about. Also, I can't tell if part of her eyebrow is wiped off for like cosmetic effect purposefully or if it was an accident. I I totally can't focus on anything else she's saying because of that. Uh, Fox News hires Caitlyn Jenner as a contributor right after Piers Morgan gets a show on Fox Nation. Okay. All right, we got a lot more on the way. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana Show coming up. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. But we cannot allow the fossil fuel industry to use this as an excuse to reverse everything we're doing to save the planet. One of the things I think that the president may say, I don't have this as a fact, is that we will use the um, Defense Production Act to speed up uh, diversification uh, so that we're not so dependent uh, on oil. Oh, my gosh. So what she's saying is that we're going to be dependent also now on uh, rare earth ele- rare earth minerals, rare earth elements, rare earth minerals, and that's going to be like China, etc. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my word. Welcome back to the show. It's Friday. I'm telling you, I have all this. Like, here, wait, I want to play this real quick. Because we were talking about the use it or lose it policy. Can I just, can you just play 11 for me really quickly? Because this, honestly, if it wasn't Friday and I wasn't in a better mood because I'm feeling a lot better than I did at the start of the week. And thank you guys so much for your prayers and good wishes. I just, I'm digitally and broadcastingly which is not a word uh giving you all a hug and um some joys a thank you here it is that's it um i I, i'm really mad about this even though i don't sound like it listen it's also a moment of patriotism i want to acknowledge those companies that have already announced they're increasing immediate production they're investing money to produce more oil and also clean technology we need to reduce our dependence on oil in the future i'm not gonna make it it's just He's, Kane, correct me if I'm wrong, because when I heard this, uh, I was actually getting uh, something together for an email, a piece I was working on. When I heard this, I had stopped and I made, I, whenever I hear stuff, I always make a little note. I have a whole other digital section thing. I even have an app where I do this and I make a little note. It's insane. I look like a nut job. Uh, and Kane, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like he's saying that the oil companies need to be more patriotic and just drill. Correct. That is, uh, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Oh, my gosh. It's almost verbatim what he's saying. Um, we just had a conversation about this. Last segment, did we not? Yeah. Just had a conversation about it last segment. What were we talking, can you, because you, you were here for that conversation. Yeah. Um, it's not the oil companies that are refusing to do this. That's exactly right. It's Joe Biden himself standing in the way. Right. And it was just a couple of weeks ago we had a uh, oil and gas association uh, representative that talked about 
the 2200, just this one association, yeah. having 2200 lawsuits with BLM and uh, the EPA. Yeah, that was one organization That's for one, one sector, yeah. one energy sector of the United States, because how they drill and where they get gas, they have like a million different sectors. That was just one. Bureau of Land Management, I kind of feel it's a little bit terroristy. Some of you, and especially some of the people who maybe they were in like high school or college when all this happened, they missed out on this massive fight that landowners were having with Bureau of Land Management. This goes back to the Red River between uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Bureau of Land Management was legit going to North Texas. So we're in the DFW Metroplex. They were going to North Texan, uh, North Texan ranchers and legit trying to st- steal their land. Because rivers, as you know, can they ebb and flow, the rivers. And sometimes the sandy shorelines may change just ever so much. It just kind of all depends. People who understand the land and who live off the land and work the land, they know this. But you get a bunch of these chino-wearing, blue-blooded, trust fund socialists that come out of D.C. and they're like, Daddy, like the Salazars, Daddy gave me a job at BLM, BLM management. And they go up to North Texas and they were like, this is crazy that the land changes like this. We're going to have to take some of your land. And they they were actually trying to take a lot of acreage from a lot of these ranchers in Oklahoma and Texas. Yep. The rivers, the, the river winds, if you look at the, the Red River in North Texas, it has twists and winds in it. And in between there is land that sometimes can be farmed and sometimes, you know, can be used that is owned by these farmers. And Bureau of Land Management tried to come in because every now and again, those the land between those twists would flood. And so they wanted to step in and, and uh, assert their authority. Yeah, there you go. So BLM has been a problem. For, Bureau of Land Management has been a problem for a long time. And so there, I, I bring this history up because this is, one of the, this is one of the problems that we're having with a lot of these uh, drilling, these, these companies that are drilling. Because they are uh, making it impossible to, like the lawsuits that they engage in. And, oh, there's a certain little dust mite that is oh we're gonna have to do a whole five year long survey into how many of these little sand dust mite things you're drilling oh we got it they don't do that when they put up windmills and all that stuff have you noticed it sidebar windmills are the stupidest looking things i've ever seen in my life windmill is a sign of a society that wants to completely just shove in the commode all of the progress with energy and self-sufficiency and go back to the days of yore when we all lived on water power and then that rose with the the sun and went to bed with the moon and realize i mean it's so dumb it's dumb we're going back to the dark ages with this stuff they look stupid they ruin they ruin the beauty of the land. I'm not saying this. All of the progressives that live on the East Coast and West Coast that file suits against these wind energy companies that want to put up these grotesque-looking windmills, these are the people who say this. You Actually, you ought to go back and look. Who was it? Kerry? One of, one of the Democrats, one of the big Dems, they were saying that it was... Um, uh, uh, like it was ruining... Oh, Kennedy. It was Teddy Kennedy. Google Teddy Kennedy and uh, like windmills. Because he got into it really bad before he passed away with one of these green energy companies that was insisting on building like right by where he had some of his vacation land up in Kenny Bunkport or wherever the, wherever the hell. And they had this like big protracted fight. Nobody really wanted to talk about it because it ruins the narrative that um, 
it ruined the narrative that the the left is all about you know green clean energy did you find it? yeah you found it yeah yeah kennedy's used their power to kill wind farms they did so this this whole thing from from biden is is uh, insane now the associated press because biden's already having to have some of his speech be corrected he said that he he that americans can expect savings of 500 dollars a month if they just buy an electric vehicle which it's not going to happen so the associated press had to do a fact check because it was really bad they said he misspoke when he actually just lied out of his backside hey they go President Joe Biden told Americans they could save $500 a month by transitioning to renewable energy. And AP fact check shows he misspoke. The White House actually claims that rising green energy might save people $500 a year, not per month. Oh, $500 a year in savings. Ten cents in savings. Look at all the cents you'll save. What are you going to do with your saved ten cents, Kane? I guess I'll save up for a couple of weeks and get a gumball in one of those machines. Mm, yeah. Can you get that now? What's the inflation on that? I don't know. I think it's up to 25 cents. Yeah. So it'll take me a couple of weeks to save up for that. I, I, Jeez. Biden tweeted out. He tweeted this out last night. Quote, I know gas prices are painful. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not Notice how none of these fools have gone out and bought EVs themselves. My my plan is going to help ease the pain today. No, it's not. And then he, he goes, I'm going to protect you from Putin's price hike. He literally said this. Tweeted it out. I'm going to protect you from Putin's price hike. Putin did it. Everything that goes wrong with Biden, it's Putin's fault. Everything. Hunter's laptop, Putin. Ashley Biden's diary, Putin, which, okay, can we talk about this for a minute? I just want to come back to this because now we know that the lap, the laptop is uh, true. Everything in the laptop has been verified. All the emails, all the communique were true. And all of these people uh, were, it just, it's just, why do that? Why do his kids have this insatiable, need to overshare about their lives to their devices. I've never seen anybody that does this like this. All true, but it's Putin's fault. Kane, Putin drove him to do it. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm telling you what. But Marussia. But Marussia though. That's right. So a couple of things. AOC's hurting her own brand. I don't know if you guys saw this. This happened yesterday and it, it was it was pretty it was pretty funny. AOC had apparently canceled on all of these Amazon Union activists they when they needed her because remember they some of these activists were having they were going back and forth with Amazon in New York and she brushed them off and was like, I'm not doing any more public appearances when that really is the summation of her entire political career. It's just public opinions or public appearances. And um she appeared a few weeks later at the Met Gala and then never got back to these union activists. Uh, and since they've had some success, now she's bandwagoning off of it and acting like she's responsible. And so some, one of these MSNBC people 
went after her and said, here's the guy who organized the union drive talking about how you left them high and dry. These are your constituents and you couldn't be bothered to show up until they're on the cusp of victory. And she says, she wrote, quote, the warehouse isn't in my district and maybe you should look at a map before claiming so. One scheduling conflict aside, we've requested oversight investigations and Amazon met with Amazon workers in the Woodside warehouses and more. Hope you do more due diligence next time. And they, she, they responded to her saying, you have people who work at the warehouse in your district. And if you wanted to argue with anyone, take it up with at shutdown Amazon who just won and said that you abandoned them. And she kept saying like, I don't know what you're trying to insinuate. It, there's not an insinuation. It's you literally just, you didn't show up. And then that's her whole thing. Her whole brand is claiming to be something, but she doesn't want to work, do the work to be it. I don't know what the I don't know what the hell this chick has done in DC. Can you say anything? Can you you know what she's done? Uh, no. Right or left? I can't stand these people that try to build their careers on sound bites so that when they don't get elected again, they have like a cable news outlet to go to. She hasn't done anything. Like how she went to the border and took pictures of herself and then never went back to the border again. Or how she claimed that she was instrumental in this whole Amazon thing. She ghosted this dude six ways to Sunday. It's just, uh, she's, her brand is all, it's cosmetic. She just wants to get into pictures and she just, that's all she wants. She wants people to talk about her. She wants to be famous just for being famous. I can't stand these politicians like that. I thought it was funny though, that her own side was turning on her over all of that. We have a Florida man on the way. And also on deck here coming up, Shanghai is concealing the number of coronavirus fatalities in nursing homes during lockdown. Also, have you seen the little robot dogs that they've been sending out to try to enforce? I have never wanted to drop kick something so bad in my life. I want to kick that little robot dog going around like it is Friday, second recess into day. It's kickball and bases are loaded. Never. We're going to talk about this. We got a lot. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation, performance, Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Y'all, I know normally we talk about people, but can I just give it up right now for the Florida Bobcat? Uh, because this Florida Bobcat saw what was happening with a 120-pound invasive Vermese python, and the Bobcat was like, not in my swamp, and attacked the python, ate the eggs and everything, and it happened to all be caught on a well-placed trail camera. The male Bobcat consumed, trampled, uncovered the eggs, and then confronted the snake and traded blows and knocked the living hell out of it numerous times. This bobcat must be protected at all costs. If I find that this bobcat has been strangled by this snake, I think I want to burn the swamp down. I'm saying that somewhat rhetorically. This bobcat is the real MVP because those things are invasive. Oh, my gosh. I had someone who wrote me like a year ago, and they said that because they they were telling me where they, I don't know where they lived. They, they were like in a more, is there a rural area in Florida? I think there is. But they said that they had a, a pet that was strangled by a, a python, and I just about lost it. It was a cat, so I wasn't too super sad. 
like as I would be as it was a dog. But man, this bobcat is the real MVP. So they've been watching this bobcat's behavior for quite some time. So this thing needs to be protected at all costs and then crowned and then given whatever he wants for the rest of his life. So let's hear it for the, the Florida bobcat. So um, couple of hang on, I got a <laughs> I got a couple other things here. Where's, where da, 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 here it is. So a tiger mauled a worker at a Florida airboat attraction and animal sanctuary. Oh my gosh! A t- this was at Wooten's Everglades Airport Tours in Ochopee, according to Collier County Sheriff's Office. Now, on the Wooten's website, it has an animal sanctuary. you got two tigers, two lions, otters, turtles, crocodiles, gators. And a caretaker was feeding a tiger in its enclosure when another worker who was not authorized to be with the tiger entered the enclosure, said deputies. And then the tiger attacked the 50-year-old man, caused injuries to both of his arms. His condition was not immediately disclosed. So they were the tiger's caretaker was able to safely contain the, the big cat. And the tiger, was thankfully, was not injured. Just stop. Stop going where the ca- where the tigers are. I just immediately thought of uh, Tiger King when that uh, chick got her arm ripped off and then he went and grabbed his EMT jacket, yeah. his satin EMT jacket. I mean, she's like got her arm ripped off and laying there is bleeding yeah. out. He runs and grabs his, second, his satin EMT jacket. I mean, I kid you not. That happened. I just about died. All right. So I got... <laughs> so she. Yeah, she did too. Yeah, she about died too. Uh, let's see. I got a couple of other ones, including... Uh, let's see one, uh, Florida man who woke up found his home destroyed by a storm. Can you imagine sleeping this heavy WFLA? John Politz's home was destroyed by Thursday morning, severe weather, and he almost slept through it. He goes, I was asleep. I heard noise. I went to get up. He goes, I opened the door to my bedroom and there was no house left. It was gone. His bedroom was untouched by the storm. Y'all better be in church now. You better be in church Sunday after that. My gosh, God left that man alone. Stay with us. The president announced yesterday the release of one million barrels a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to counteract rising prices. And he will seek to require oil and gas companies sitting on the thousands of approved but unused permits and idle wells on federal land to either start producing or pay a fee. No one's sitting on an idle well. That is new mom, Mayor Secretary uh, Put Buttigieg, who was also the Vice Admiral of the Canoe Fleet at Camp Wimpy Tonka, who is speaking about the idle wells that don't exist. Welcome to the show. It's Friday. I'm Dana Lash, your friendly, lovable curmudgeon. It me... And it's good to be with you. We went over this, but I'm so mad about this. I, okay, so I'm going to write. I'm going to have a whole piece about this. I'm going to send some stuff out. You, I, you probably won't get it immediately. You know, this. if you subscribe to the newsletter, it might be today. I may save it for Monday. I have two other pieces scheduled to run next week. Uh, it just kind of depends. But I'm so mad about this because this is just an outright lie. These people are banking on individuals not understanding how oil and gas works and all of their government red tape that's involved. They're they're counting on you not knowing that so that they can slip in their lie of, well, it's not us, it's them. But it is the federal government, right? This is like you stopping someone from going out the door and then saying, you better go out the door. You can't just stand here and hold everything up. You got to go out the door, but you're physically stopping them from going out the same thing. 
I mean, as I've told you, there's no there's this idea that there's these uh, idle wells. It's not even true. First off, you like I said, you can't just put um, what are they? What is it? A spigot? What is the thing when you tap the keg? That's a sp- yeah. yeah. You can't just do tap tap the keg and then flip the spigot and oh, tis oil. It takes a long time. On average, I mean, it's anywhere from set from like set. I've seen seven years as the average. I've seen eight years as the average. On average, though, it's more than five years to go from uh, discovery. So the point where you're you find here, here's where the oil is to actually getting the oil out of the land. And that's because of all of the litigation. You have Bureau of Land Management that brings all these lawsuits. As I was telling you earlier in my notes, there are approximately 4,621 permits to drill awaiting approval of the Department of Interior's Bureau of Land Management, Department of Interior. Thousands of other additional leases are held up in litigation by environmental groups. So... Why I I wish someone was would ask Pete Buttigieg, okay, well then if you want them to drill, why are you making it impossible for them to do so? Thank you. I really wish someone would ask that question. Whether it's Pete Ducey, Jackie Heinrich, somebody, I really wish they would ask that question. Okay, so why is it then that you're stopping them from from drilling? You're doing everything that you can to stop them from drilling. Why? There's no stockpile of unused permits. There's nobody sitting on any kind of unused well. It's not like big oil is going, no, we don't want to make any money, so we're just going to sit here. You know, they're, they're arguing two things simultaneously. They're saying that, these, that oil companies are just these rich oil barons. They, they just care about money. They just want to drill and ruin the economy. And then they're also accusing them of not drilling and ruining the economy because they don't want to make money. I mean, which one is it? This is so stupid. You have 100,000 wells right now on federal lands. And then there are, even though it's a small fraction of all of the wells that are on federal lands, you have over 9,000 permits that are awaiting approval right now. And the approval is divided up into exploration and then future production. So you have to go through, you know, and see where you're going to get, you know, the, the best yield. And then you have to go through another process to have, you know, your equipment and all of that established on that land. Then you got to go through another process to actually put that equipment to work. I mean, it's a big deal. <sighs> and then don't forget that since, what, in the past year, the amount of permits that have been approved by the Department of Interior's Bureau of Land Management, they've plunged by 85%, the amount of permits approved. They have plunged 85% now compared to approvals in April of 2020. So all of this stuff from Secretary Mayor Newman Buttigieg and the President of the United States, they're lying to you. I don't expect that Putin knows what the hell he's talking about. Although, Kane, um, from what I understand, he did, uh, checks notes, have control over some buses in South Bend. I think uh, 49 buses. Yeah. I mean, how, many, how much oil do the canoes at uh, the canoe fleet at Camp Wimpy Tonka use? That's a great question. I would say none. Okay. I mean, but he does enjoy driving on highways. I mean, that's a qualification, right? Yeah, he enjoys driving on on the highways. It's just, this is just stupid. And then, of course, you have all of the purposeful uncertainty that's lobbed on to oil and gas by this administration. 
and they have you i mean it's the chilled investments in oil and gas etc etc they're still recovering from pandemic shots uh the shocks it's just it's it's an outright lie and it's shameful that i really wish someone would call them on this (sighs) all right i have to i'm going to send something out about that because it's just no bill gates is weird and i don't like him i don't like him i don't think i've ever liked him he's got uh man teats i mean all men have breasts but he's got boobs there's a difference he had this thing out and i saw this when i during when i was out for surgery there's this story where bill gates says rich nations should move to 100 percent synthetic beef and i thought this was the stupidest thing ever because first off his ideas about economic growth without the friction of competition and any outside variables means that he wants us to live as like meatloaves in boxes sustained by intravenously fed liquid garbage. The diet that he's calling for is garbage, which explains, I'm being honest because I don't think he's healthy. And I'm saying this, this isn't petty. This is honest. I have all of these do nothing moderates out there that want to act like they're involved conservatives and they're not. They just bitch and moan on Twitter and then act like they've accomplished something. Um, but this is an honest observation. He's lecturing all of us about our health. And yet he's looks unhealthy. He, he does not look healthy. And what he's talking about moving from synthetic beef He's like, we have to reduce methane emissions when it comes to food production. You can get used to the taste difference, said someone without taste buds. I mean, that would ex- I mean, he's a lizard, so that would probably explain that. So he said that we, we should have to have plant protein. Yeah, let's go ahead and add a bunch of salt. Let's add a bunch of sodium. Let's have a really... He's talking about switching to a super processed, unhealthy diet. As far away from organic and right from nature as possible. He's advocating for unhealthy eating so that we can all look like blobs with big boobs like him. Yeah, when you're lecturing other people about being healthy, I mean, yes, he does not look healthy. So when Joe Rogan was saying, why are you lecturing everybody about your health? I mean, you've got a spare tire and you've got man boobs. Why? I agree. (sighs) But doesn't it feel like that's what they're trying to, they want everyone to stay home. They want everyone to eat unhealthy. Do you remember Wally? Can you remember that movie? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were the people in Wally doing on the sh- on the spaceship? I don't they were big fat people in these little oh, yeah. little little tiny pods. chairs. Yeah, these, and, and that, and that yeah. gave them everything. They just looked at screens. And they couldn't that's even they walk. Yep. Honestly, it's like that's the life that these people are advocating. Yeah, they all look like the old Jerry Nadler. It makes me want to go out and do something. I don't know what, but like do something. I don't know. Maybe I'll build a chicken coop. I don't know. I feel like going out and doing something. Running. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Yeah, sure. I can I can do some carpentry. Sure. Just, I mean, Chris doesn't like it when I get anywhere near in the remote vicinity of his power tools, but that's okay. I don't know what it is. I mean, I just, maybe it's because I'm, I don't want to check for a stud. I'm just going to put this here. Have you noticed that that's, there are some legit differences between men and women and how they approach stuff, right? Women don't measure a damn thing. 
And if you do, you're like the one exception and you probably have a home improvement show on HGTV. So sit down. Women don't. We do the whole eye thing. It's like uh, what they did on Warner Brothers when they would look at the they'd look at their thumb or their however they did. They don't even know. They'd look and they'd like try to just eye it. That's what women do. Men measure and they're real annoying about it. They'll measure and then remeasure and then remeasure again and then once more measure. Women are just like they just slap it up there. They don't care. And then men just wince when they look at the drywall. Just, God love them. There's some like real differences there, guys. Real differences. Oh, my goodness. All right. So um, a few other things to make sure that we we get into all of this stuff. So we've been we've discussed Disney because Disney is not the happiest place on earth at all whatsoever. And speaking of this, I wanted to bring here it is. So the Biden administration is endorsing transgender youth sex change operations, top surgery, and hormone therapy. They released all of these documents. So they want, they believe, can I just say something here? You got to be 21 years old to drink. But you can just get your frankenbeans lopped off? What? You got to get... All you people who came of age in the 90s, you feel me. Remember when we wanted to get our ears pierced and if we went to Claire's Boutique at the mall, you had to have a parent with you to sign that form. Parent or guardian. I know because I tried multiple times. I ended up piercing the top of my own ear in my bedroom one time with just my mom's sewing needle and a wet paper towel. My cousin was horrified because I wanted my mom let me get my ears pierced in my lobe, but she was not going to give me permission for the cartilage piercing at Claire's Boutique. And I was like, fine, I'll do it my damn self. And I did. Much to her horror. Didn't get infected either. So I had to have permission to do that. They kept saying, oh, your parents got to be here. And this form also has to be signed. And I'm like thinking, so if I forge her signature on this form, can the, you know, I didn't ask that, but I kind of did. And they were like, no, your parent has to be here. I'm like, I'll be damned. But if you, if I, but nowadays, this is how far we've gone. If I were to go in and be like, yeah, I just want to have my boobs cut off. Can I do that? Can I, I want to be a man. Call me Dan. I, I mean, then, oh, sure, that's totally okay. That has way more of a life impact than just like ear piercing, right? Do you not see, and like drinking alcohol. I mean, you, people to buy alcohol and tobacco, you got to be 21 years old. But we got people out there taking hormone blockers. We don't even know what all hormones do to the human body. I am positive that, you know, 50 years from now, our, you know, and our, our next generation is going to be looking back at how we did healthcare, And they're going to think like we were dark ages, plague mask people. Positive that's going to be the thought. Puberty blockers and hormones. I mean, for the love You got to be 21 to purchase alcohol and 21 to smoke cane. Hey, do you want to have your franken beans cut off? Because you can do that right now. You know, you don't have to be 21. And depending on where you are, you know, we can probably help hide it from your parents. Does this not sound wild to anybody else? Oh, yeah. I was writing about this. I wrote about this in a newsletter piece that I sent out uh, last night. Because if, when you really measure the difference, like how far we have gone 
and I'm going to, I'll come back to this, but just an example, like with this Supreme Court justice stuff with uh, Justice Jackson. When Marsha Blackburn was asking her questions about uh, whether before she got to, can you define a woman? She actually quoted Justice Ginsburg's opinion from United States v. Virginia that two sexes are not fungible. A community made up exclusively of one sex is different from a community composed of both. The left has gone so far in one generation from Ginsburg to Jackson on just the subject of defining women. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Hmm. Okay, a few things here. Sarah Palin is reportedly considering a run at Don Young's congressional seat. This coming in from Mediaite. She's considering, this is uh, Alaska, she's considering a bid to fill, fill the seat vacated last week by Congressman Don Young. He passed away at the age of 88. He was the longest serving member in the House of Representatives at the time of his death. And so she's considering running. I'm not sure how I feel about that. So let's move on. This, what? Why would you do that? Uh, Washington State School Board is considering race based discipline in schools which I uh, this is so I just don't understand people and why things are weird so it's Clover Park it's the Clover Park School District they approved a new policy on a 3 to 2 vote where it encourages people to factor in race when you're disciplining your stu- when you're disciplining students the Daily Mail said that critics say the new approach is in effect a race based discipl- disciplinary policy that is going to encourage harsher or lighter punishments based on race with white students being disciplined more severely and they they debated this cult they call it culturally responsive board president kane's not buying that board president Alyssa anderson pearson said into a statement to daily mail uh that it doesn't make a total race determining factor for administrating discipline uh it but it does so yeah yeah, exactly. We're going to talk more about this as well. Uh, coming up, we have, why is it that kids in this White House messaging, they can get transgender surgery, but a mom was arrested last month for letting her 14-year-old stay home and babysit. Stay with us. Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want, the way you want it. The Dana Show. Uh, they're really scary, and uh, some of them in particular that are denying uh, medical services uh, to trans youth. Those are those are life-saving medical treatments, and no, they're not. they will, you know, these bills could, will, will cause the deaths of children, and that's really sad to me, and it's really frightening. Look, I'm going to tell you something here. Welcome back. It's Friday. I'm Dana Lash. It's good to be with you. One, I, I don't, I don't want to like leverage this like a personal issue, but it really pisses me off when I hear people talk about elective procedures and they act like they're medically necessary. What I just went through was medically necessary. Having stitches is medically necessary. Undergoing a couple of other things that I had to go through. That is medically necessary. This is elective. And I am sure as hell not going to be lectured by a man who wants to appropriate my sex and wear it like a costume to sit here and tell me what is or is not medically necessary. Boy, you don't even understand the gamut of things women have to go through. 
and the things that they have to endure. So don't lecture us about what is or is not medically necessary. I will put your ass in its rightful place in a split second. I get so aggravated with this. I try to keep all that stuff separate, but you know what? I'm getting tired of it. It is sexist, it's oppressive, and it's progressive. Medically necessary. You have people, including this president and his cottage cheese brain, sitting here telling everyone, talking to, they have cutie little terms. Top surgery, bottom surgery. You're cutting off your boobs. You're cutting off your penis. You're cutting off your balls. That's what this is. If I don't say it like this, people don't believe it. It's not trying to be crass for crass's sake. Let's be grown up and adult about what's actually happening here. It's crass to use cutie little terms like bottom surgery. You know why it's called bottom surgery? Because when you say people, hey, I'm cutting off my schlong, that's a little startling. So it's called bottom surgery. This administration released all this stuff where they're encouraging and supporting unnecessary elective surgery and unnecessary hormone treatments for minors. I don't believe that this is informed consent. And don't you think it's amazing, Kane? Think about the ratio. Isn't it amazing that kids that have questions about gender issues always happen to be born to parents who are trans activists? Isn't that just amazing? And they're always like middle-aged white women. Isn't that amazing? It's always a middle-aged white woman trans activist that she's the one who has the child that, I'm not saying that it's Munchausen by proxy, but it sure as hell sounds like it. What life-saving surgery, if you're a dude, to cut off your penis because you want to identify as a woman, what, what is that? Look, if you're a grown adult making decisions and paying for yourself, I'm going to be concerned because I think it's a mental issue and I'm going to be concerned not out of a out of a place of maliciousness or anything like that just because I'm going to be concerned. If you're a child and you and there are no adults in the child's life saying, you know what, you you're like 16 or 15 or whatever. Maybe we should slow the roll on this until you're truly informed. I I think I believe in a thing called informed consent and there's a reason why kids who are minors aren't even allowed to get involved in and, and, and make and sign contracts representing themselves legally. There's a number of reasons that go into that. But apparently we just jettison that when it comes to dosing them up with hormones that are going to have consequences that we can't even fathom. We don't even understand everything about hormones. Hormones, by and large, is still pretty mysterious. I, I, look, my mom, when she was going through menopause, I saw everything that she went through. I still hear from like some, you know, ants in that they how, you know, they still don't get this right. They have to go and do another blood panel or do with this and that. And then there's some, you know, uh, 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 unfortunate consequences as a result of that hormone therapy that they go through. This is serious stuff. And this stuff isn't just something that just passes out of the body. This stuff has long term consequences if you get it wrong. And apparently by telling some of these adults, hey, can you maybe wait before we jack kids up with hormones? That's not good enough. And they say that it's bigotry because they have this immediate now want to, they want to be satisfied. 
I think it's abusive. It's dangerous. It's abusive. It's medical manipulation. And it is abuse of medicine. It is elective and it is not necessary. Happy to put someone in their place with galling specific detail if they want to step two about that. And so there is a whole, now this push is coming from the the administration where we can do this to our children when they're so young. Let me tell you this. I want to compare this. I want to compare this story with what happened in May of 2020. There was a, a mother with four children. Her name's Melissa Henderson. She was going to work, and this was when they had everybody, a lot of things were shut down, and there was a lot of remote learning, et cetera, et cetera. And so she said, okay, well, we're, I'm going to have my 14-year-old daughter, Lindley, babysit her younger siblings, her four younger siblings. Lindley was doing remote learning and was doing some homework and her younger brother, four-year-old Thaddeus, he saw his friend outside, literally across the road. I've seen pictures of how the houses are and I've seen how the maps are, literally across the road, sees his friend outside in his yard and just walks over there to play with his friend. 10 minutes later, Lindley realized her little brother wasn't in the house, so she guessed he must be at a friend's house, and so she went over there to get him. In the meantime, the friend's mom decided to be an unhelpful neighbor. And one of the bitchiest things I can imagine, this friend's mom called the police. So instead of helping the single mom that had four kids and the 14-year-old was staying home to babysit the siblings while doing some remote work, instead of helping and saying, where can I fit in and where can I meet you where you are to serve you, that Karen decides to call the police and make everything a hell of a lot harder for that family. I find that despicable. And you want to talk about Will Smith slapping? I'd have slapped that woman. So now the mom, Henderson, Melissa Henderson, was she was charged with criminal recklessness for allowing her 14-year-old to babysit. She's also now made a prohibited possessor. Isn't that amazing? A single mom with her kids because of the penalty. If it's a year in jail, et cetera, et cetera, how you're charged, you can become a, you know, I just, I'm noting that the article doesn't mention it, but that's how it is. The coronavirus shut down all the lockdowns, shut down the uh, daycares and everything else. Literally from the front porch across the street where you could throw easily a football that's where the four-year-old went to play. And it was it's a private, non-through road. So the case has been going on for two years, thanks to that. Some uh, mom of that friend and Henderson's lawyer was saying, you cannot charge a mom for normal parenting. Have you ever heard of the phrase free-range parenting? You should go and look. There was another mom that got in trouble because her 12-year-old And I think it was a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old siblings. They walked one block down their street to go to their neighborhood park. And a neighbor called the police. How much do you want to bet that these people who are so quick to run and go tell the police. If these kids wanted to have sex changes, it's totally fine. Do you not see the inconsistency? You're 14 years old and you can't stay at home to babysit your siblings, but if you want to cut your breast off and identify as a dude, then you can. 
with no thought or consequence at all whatsoever given to what happens later on down the road when you actually do mature and you finish puberty and you become of age? That's one of the biggest things in this is the inconsistency. There's, their kids are informed enough to decide if they want to cut off their genitals, but they're not informed enough to get their ears pierced. They're informed enough to claim to want to start all these hormones and puberty blockers, and none of these kids know what any of this is until they're fed this by adults. They don't know what hormones and puberty blockers and all this stuff are. I watched this interview of this lady yesterday, this mother, who was like, oh, my son, she had four boys. My son, uh, right when he could, right when she, because she was using the she pronoun because her son transitioned into a girl. And she was saying, oh, like from the moment of birth, as soon as, you know, he had language, he was, he was expressing that he was transgender. These kids don't even have that concept until they're fed this by you, the parent. When I was three years old, I wanted to grow up and be a tulip. Yeah. I was going to be, I wanted to grow up and be a tulip. Oh my gosh, my daughter, I need to do everything I can to make her a flower. The other thing that really gets me about this is that all of these children, you know, the ways that they signal that they want to be a different gender, they always cite these very stereotypical things. If the girl plays with boy toys, if the boy plays with girl toys, if the girl likes the color blue, if the boy likes the color pink. But yet notice that these are the same things that these women bitch about in stores like Target and Walmart. You don't have the color pink to represent girls because that's brainwashing. Don't use the color blue to represent boys because that's brainwashing. But yet they are more than happy to do that in their own homes if it's a boy who likes the color pink or a girl who likes the color blue. Do you see how nuts this is? No, these kids don't know this until they're fed this. They don't know about puberty blockers and all this stuff until they're fed this by people who are supposed to protect them and not exploit them so they can have this virtue status as this type of parent. I know people who are going through this right now. And I, you know, give them all their privacy and all of that. And I love my friends, but Oh my gosh, I think that's so wrong. It's weird because if, say I had friends that allowed their 10-year-old to walk a block to go to the park in their neighborhood and I called the police, by today's society standards, that would be considered acceptable. Can you believe that she let her child do that? But if I were to call the police because I felt that the parents were abusing their children, even not out of abusive intentions, by giving them puberty blockers and that, that would be considered a faux pas and you wouldn't be allowed to do that and you would be ridiculed as a bigot. Do you not understand the difference? I've just, I find this just mind-blowing. And I feel so bad for kids today. I feel so bad for today's children. I feel like there are too few adults to look out for them. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. It is Friday. It's also April Fool's Day, and I would love to just, like, totally joke with you guys so bad. But, like, when I first started in radio, I was threatened within an inch of my life to not do anything like that. Like, Kane, real quick, tell, I mean, it's a serious thing. Oh, yeah. We had the same boss at the time. And every year on March 31st, 
there would be threats of losing your job if you dare do anything on April Fool's Day. Caps lock emails. I got caps lock texts that morning. Right. Like, don't even think about doing anything like that. Don't you dare. There's no, because apparently there used to be big issues with that back in the day. And yeah, like I just saw this one. I will share this. I first saw this and I forgot that it was April 1st. And it said, breaking news, Colin Kaepernick has reportedly signed a three-year, $28 million deal with New England Patriots. And I was like, what? And I dropped this in Slack for you guys to look at. And then I realized, oh, crap, it's April 1st. Just kind of forgot. So I used to be really big into April Fool's stuff. Really big. We used to have April Fool fights here. Yeah, back in St. Louis, one of the uh, big radio stations there on April Fool's did like a War of the Worlds thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it got a lot of people upset. And it was a bad PR move. Uh, Eventually, it played out that way. A bad PR move for the station to do. And so from that point on, we were always given every year a memo, in all caps, to not do anything for April Fool's Day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not something as much as I would love to do it. Oh my gosh, you guys don't even understand. And there were times when I thought maybe there's a way I can get around it. And even when I would think about it, like our PD when we lived in St. Louis, the door would open and then a head would poke in with the eyebrow raised. Like I just thought about it. I just thought of it. And all right, I tell you what. So no April Fool's Day stuff. Because I can't. Because I'll I, actually no one technically at Odyssey or Radio America suddenly technically came. It's true. No one has said it. I can hear the emails being drafted. That's true. I'm just saying zero. Oh, one quick headline that you remember that medical student that was uh who abused a patient for mocking her pronoun button. Yeah. She was suspended. Good. Wake Forest medical student. She Cashel uh, Del Rosario, fourth year medical student was suspended after that so there's a heads up there for you all right today's stupidity came all right looks like our transportation secretary new mom poot beat a judge uh well part of his solution is you know what just up the standards for gas consumption on internal combustion engines so he went out and talked about this today today with all of these key partners represented we are proud to announce america's new fuel economy standards Car manufacturers will be required to produce cars, minivans, SUVs, and pickup trucks that get better mileage than ever before. And the benefits are going to be real for drivers across America. Tens of Starting in model year 2024, when these standards take effect, Americans buying a new vehicle will spend less on gas. So 2024, though, that's when it'll all happen. Whew, I just oh. can't wait till all those... Gas savings. All take the gas place savings, guys. Just go out and buy a sixty-something thousand-dollar administration electric useless. vehicle. The, yeah, but you know what, Kane? I hope you go to sleep at night and sleep better because you got Mayor Secretary New Mom fresh off of chest feeding and maternity leave. <laughs> uh, for, uh, Mayor Secretary New Mom Put Buttigieg, yes, who's right there with you. Yeah, and he's going to take care of you. I, he's uh, going to take care of you, dog. Feel really uh, good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Feels good, right? All right, folks. Next week, returning to everything with more regularity. So I appreciate all of your thoughts and prayers. It was good to be back with you guys. I will be back again with you behind this mic on Monday. God bless. Have a great weekend.